then you say whatever the fuck you're gonna say. Hey, hey, Jubby. Hey, Gen. All right, so uh, we've been watching Halloween movies. Yeah. But uh, so wait, what are the other uh, good uh, horror movie franchises? Because this is gonna lead to another question. I just want to get the answers from you first. I really like Nightmare on Elm Street. That's probably like number two most famous. Yeah. Your number three like, probably Friday. Yeah, and then like Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it's a fucking meme. All right, we'll go with we'll go with three of them. So, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger. Want you to give me an answer for a for a fuck Mary kill. What do you what do you do there, man? This is a lot of thought put into this answer. I mean, I die either way, but uh, I I didn't say that. Mary Michael. <laughs> That's a good marriage. He don't, you know. He doesn't kill. He doesn't kill husbands. Only moms. Finally, some peace and quiet. Know what I'm saying. He doesn't oh. kill husbands. Only moms. I'll be safe. I think. I think he kills husbands. Damn. Watched a couple movies now. <laughs> he uh, kills a lot of people. And then you're gonna kill Jason. Okay, that that's good because he's he's not been able to do that for over like thirteen movies. And then we get the fuck Freddy, which might be wild dreamscape shit. He's gonna use the power glove on your ass, man. Maybe I deserve it. Maybe. Uh, all these answers are wrong because Pinhead is the true waifu. You idiot. Great. That was a fruitful conversation. Go fuck yourself. Wow. Podcast is canceled. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Get the Jump Show. I'm your host, Jump. You don't have to spontaneously combust when you open the show. And that's Ged. I guess so. Today. Is, yeah. We're going to talk about a bunch of different things. I think you've said that before. I say it every week. Yeah. Well, at the very least, we're going to talk about Halloween f- 4. Uh, Mikey's back, baby. <laughs> I wish that was the title of the movie. It'd be better than the generic ass The Return of Michael Myers, which they all sound like going forward. He returned. I can't argue with that. At least it's accurate. But they should all just be called that. Every single sequel should just be The Return of Michael Myers because it's factual. Except Halloween 2 because you already know he returned because he got up from them. (sighs) I mean, yeah, but like he did come back. Still. Still factual. Alright, fine. Or just fucking call them Halloween 4, Halloween 5, Halloween 6, Halloween 7. Just don't even care. Don't even care. They didn't care with Halloween 3. <laughs> Dude, I'm so fucking ready for Halloween 22. Oh, man. Well, I wonder if we'll be alive when that comes out. Nope. Thank God. <laughs> anyway, uh, Dan, what are you even playing? We're Rock Band? 
Yeah, nothing nothing too interesting this week because I didn't get to fucking buy Spider-Man. And yeah, I'm, uh, I did. I'm mad that I didn't get to buy Spider-Man. But we can talk about Spider-Man because you bought Spider-Man. Yes, I did. And I have been watching you and your brother and the internet uh, play and enjoy Spider-Man uh, as a kind of coping mechanism for me not being able to play Spider-Man. Uh, I don't know. What can I say? Games are $60 and I, I, I make like $2. So, you know, I, I don't know. Is that Those... your lifetime accumulation, $2? Yeah, that's all I've ever been able to make my entire life. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been playing Spider-Man, of course. Like, like a really good chunk of people have been as indicated by the sales. Uh, it's awesome. It's excellent. It's really, really good. I love just swinging around in that game. It it feels really good. Like that's the part you need to nail the most. Yeah. If you're making a Spider-Man game, for sure. Like look at like like when they try to make any superhero game, movement is key, and this is why like you know they've kind of got a good they've had good Batman games, they've had good Spider-Man games, never been a good Superman game because they've never been able to nail that controls down. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always hard. been shit. It is hard, but it was thought to be hard with Spider-Man before. Everything was very, like, on rails for, as far as the controls, just webbing the fucking ceiling until Spider-Man 2. And then this is this looks like just, like, how you want to remember Spider-Man 2 without actually playing Spider-Man 2, because don't. Not now. It is really just a natural evolution of that game. In, yeah. In the sense that it gives... It does a lot of a lot of similar things where you're webbing around like, oh man, this dude in trouble and you gotta go help, right? And so there's all kinds of street crimes that happen that'll occur at random points. You can go and stop them in your, in your immediate vicinity. I think it also has all the same characters in it, which is funny. Yeah, pretty sure. Uh, no, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, plus a few. And they're all major players in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. There's a ton of characters in, in Oh yeah, no, there's PS4. more. I think there is like I don't I don't remember if there's other bosses. Mysterio's not in it. No, but there's a reference to him. Okay. So like he he's because the the story takes place with Spider-Man eight years in. There's yeah. No origin story, nothing like that. I like it so it's their own Spider-Man too. Yeah. It's a good good approach. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have this be a in continuity story. They kind of tried that with like what was that name of that Spider-Man game where you play as like. Four different Spider-Men. Shattered Dimensions? Yeah, 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 yeah. That game wasn't that good. I didn't like it very much. It was neat for what it was. I didn't like any of the 360 PS3 Spider-Man games. I actually haven't liked the Spider-Man games since Spider-Man 2. You didn't like Web of Shadows? Nope. <laughs> you didn't like Spider-Man 3? Nope. Oh, but that one lets you play as the black suit, edgy Spider-Man. Hey, hey. Yeah. Nope. All yeah. bad. This one though, black good. suit, black black suit could be a good game. We'll see what they do with sequels down the line. Right. With this, it'll thing. be there eventually. Because this is its probably. own new franchise and it's gonna go places. All right, I'm gonna start talking a little bit more about the story. If you don't want to hear any of the story and you want to, you haven't gotten the game yet and you want to jump in completely blind, skip about 15 minutes from now. That's a lot of minutes. Spoilers: Spider-Man dies. He's dead. Uh, you play as John Marston's son after oh, yeah, he yeah, dies. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Red Dead. Okay. So, one of the things I like most about at least like the side content in the game is it builds a lot of the background story for what's been happening 
these last few years that you weren't there seeing what Spidey's been doing. You get some lore hidden about the map and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, A lot of it's obtained through the first collectible you get in the game called Backpacks. They, each one has, like, it's just like an, you find an old item from high school Spidey. From when, like, so he when he was first starting out. And it tells, like, a lot of the backstory from when he first started, like, some of the things he encountered and some of the things he did. Some nice little stories. Uh, Mysterio was in there. You had, you had a, a yeah. piece of glass from Mysterio's helmet. <laughs> and it was Fucking really cool because he's like, head. he's like, hey, man, like, 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 hey, this, this piece of glass actually helped because it, it helped me redo the lenses on my suit. Because, oh, okay. See, so stuff like that. You know what? That's interesting. It, it's cool that we, we get a Spider-Man that's experienced because mm-hmm. that, that isn't often the case. He's also a very smart science boy. Like, he's a high, high-grade science boy. It's not like... <laughs> top, he, top-tier science he's, bitch. Top-tier science boy, dude. He, like, he like makes, like, good shit. Like, his technology's really good. Is the the big thing about this particular Spider-Man? That's been a big element of him in the comics, and I, I like that they're approaching it that way. It's, it's better it's than it's better than having pizza missions as the side missions, right? It's like, oh, what kind of cool tech is Peter going to come up with now? And you get to mess around with it, and it, it talks a lot about that when you're getting this backstory about like how he developed some of his different tech. He said it, it did the thing with Mysterio, like, oh, this is how I made my lenses. I based it off Mysterio's glass from his fishbowl head. I made my thing. Mysterio's locked up. This is what he what he says. Like Mysterio's been locked up for a while now. He 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 gonna get out eventually. Th- this is gonna turn into this game is so successful and so good that it will turn into a franchise for Insomniac. They have they have their like the thing they're gonna do probably for the next six years or so or six yeah. years. I feel like it's getting compared to to the Arkham games a little much, but this is like the Arkham Asylum. Like the next one. Is gonna be fucking insanely good. Yeah, yeah. Is it'll, my theory. It'll improve on every issue that I have with it, which there are only there are only a few. There they are few and far between. Uh, I haven't finished the story yet. I'm only a, I'm only a part of the way in. I've been spending way too much time doing side stuff. It's too much fun, but that's fair. That means it's a little better than Arkham, in my opinion. As I didn't far like as the that side goes. stuff in Arkham. Uh, the Riddler trophies are meaningless. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like they got worse as they went on. In the first game, it's not as hard because that game's not so much an open world. That's very contained. As it is like a Metroidvania where you can kind of just go back to areas. You have to go back to areas frequently and they're like slightly changed as the game goes on. But like, yeah, and then finding the collectibles is way easier in that game too. So, but there's no big like reveal. Like you don't like defeat the riddler really like you just call the cops on him basically lol because batman's too busy doing other shit yeah in other games you get some kind of conclusion but like you know don't make me get 500 riddler trophies to go fight the riddler like come on it's too much it's a good idea for him to be the collectibles it's a good like in-game reason for there to be collectibles but goddamn, there's too many especially in city yeah. Night, night. There's less, and I got all of them in night, but it was still like not worth it. Yeah, the uh, the story first release so far, Spider Man is definitely not comparable to something like Arkham City. Gameplay wise, it's infinitely better. But that's kind of. To I'm be very expected. happy about that. Yeah, I'm yeah. very happy about that. You should expect that, like a game that takes influence from that, and this time, this this many years removed from Arkham City, with a talented developer like Insomniac. 
they should nail that. And they did. Sure, and it's about like time for a developer it. to like look at those games and be like, all right, those are great, but how do we adapt them and make them our kind of game? Yeah, and they did very well. You know, yeah. Obviously, it's, it's Spider-Man instead of Batman is much faster, much more much more like aerial and like gadget-focused. Well, I mean, Batman's a lot of gadget-focused shit, too. But Entirely. Yeah. That's his thing. There, there are some stealth segments, nowhere near as stealthy as encounters in, in the Arkham games, though. I've heard uh, your brother was complaining about him to me. He said he did not like the stealth in this game, as far as Spider-Man goes. I mean, it's fine. I know there are, not giving anything away, but I know there are parts where you play as not Spider-Man that are stealth segments, and he said those were handled a little better. I don't know. Yeah, the, I the, I only did one of those so far, and I liked I liked it. It was a good little bit. They don't make you do it for too long. It's not dragged out. It's like the first one, at least. It's just it, it, it only took me about six minutes to do. That's cool. Little That's thing. cool. It's just like a little short thing. It's a little thing you do through somebody else's eyes. And it's really That's neat. fine. Is it maybe comparable to like, I don't know if this is a good comparison or not. Like in Resident Evil 7, you get the videotapes and it lets you experience something else for like a it, minute. It's about the same length as one of those. And it may be just like reveals a bit about the story or helps you solve a puzzle or something. Resident yeah. Evil 7, it helps you solve puzzles. But. In, in, in the uh, in the context of the in Spider-Man, it's uh, it kind of shows you what happens before you get to, get to where you are in this area. Well, there you go. Like you meet up with somebody and you ask them what happened and they, they explain it to you, but then you play that, that part, which is cool. It's, it's a nice little thing. It doesn't take very long. There's a lot of story beforehand, but the actual stealth gameplay is probably only about six minutes long. Is what it took me to do it. Easy. I mean, I, I like that, though, because you know, like at least it's a way to give other characters something to do in the game without making them just tell you shit. Yeah, it's also a nice little break from, like, doing the crazy Spidey shit. It's cool. Yeah. There, there should be, like, little gaps, little extra things. I was seeing that there was, like, hacking kind of minigames in yeah. this. Those are interesting. They're okay. They're, they're like, Bioshock level, like, eh. They're, they're, they're fine. You can skip them. <laughs> yeah. You can skip the story ones if you want to. That's... I guess it's good they gave you the option. I have people that just hate they don't stuff, look. They, they don't over. look very difficult. I'm not going to skip them. They no. actually looked kind of fun, in my opinion. It's some of them are. It, it depends on, like, the, the side stuff ones were fun. The one, the only ones I've done in the main story so far have just been, like, kind of dumb, easy, and a waste of time. Because they're part... You have to do them. Yeah, so... Put, yeah, well, so you they, can skip them still. Sure, but, like... You have more of a reason to do them because it's yeah. not side stuff. Because there's there's a whole like science based side side thing you have you can do throughout the game, and every single one of these side things have their own tokens to them, and you use those tokens to craft upgrades and new suits and stuff, and that's why they're they're like it gives you a good reason to go and do them, not just because like every single collectible side thing etc. you do in the game has something associated with it that you can use to actually make yourself better. They're not... Everything has a purpose, which most overworld games don't do, and it's obnoxious. If it does anything, it's just like, you gained experience. Or like a little cutscene, like in Arkham. In Arkham... Yeah, in Arkham, you get all the collectibles, you get a little cutscene. Yeah, that's it. And and Or you fight Riddler or something. It's 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 silly. If I remember right in Night, you fight them before you even get all of them, so you don't have to get all of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually not required. Nope. It's good, because there's way too many in that game. Uh, there's less than City. 
Yeah, which is weird. But and you also don't have to also be. play as Catwoman and also get Riddler trophies as Catwoman. <laughs> it's annoying. But I, yeah, see, I'm someone that actually gets collectibles in games, though. So I do go after that kind of shit. I, I have City again. I'm probably going to play it eventually. Obviously, Spider-Man's way more important and on my radar right now. But I don't know. I, I, I kind of like sometimes just sitting down with a guide pulled up and just going and getting all this shit. But I definitely prefer the way Spider-Man seems to do it because it's like the backpacks, the backpacks are on your map, right? Everything's on your map. So you can just go to it. Yeah, yeah, There's nothing's... There, there's, there's That's hidden... bless up. Because it, it's basically the same thing. I have to look at a fucking thing on the internet telling me where everything is. Yeah, I think that was in their... In another game. I think that was their mindset. Well, it's kind of it like, dumb. It's a smart way to do things. It's, it's dumb to expect me to find all the collectibles in GTA V. Just of my own accord. You know what I mean? No one's going to be able to do that. Yeah, so you're just going to look it up and... You, and at that point, you might as well put it in the game. You can beat the story of GTA V without coming across one of them. I didn't even know what the collectibles were in that game until I had already beat it the first time. Yep. That's what happens when you have a giant that means world it's a, like that. That means it's a dumb collectible that they didn't think about. They just threw it in the game because, oh, collectibles are no portal games. This, they actually thought about what it could do for the story. Yep. They gave it That's a story cool. purpose. They gave it a purpose for, like, upgrading yourself. They and then and all of, most of the things you do are very interesting. I actually like a, a good chunk of the science stuff because each one has something different that you do and has like different limitations and things you have to do. And those are neat, and it kind of like delves into like the the science portion of like the Oscorp stuff and Harry and all that stuff, which is cool. I appreciate that. It's a fun little thing. Hmm. And it's it's I don't like collectibles and open world games very much, like at all. Actually, it's one of my big pet peeves about open world games in general. Is it like, oh, look, look at these five million fucking things I, I, the game wants me to go get. <sighs> I'm just not going to do it. See, it's even more painful when you're someone that actually does like to do it. I will never forget <laughs> the time I tried to get all the flags in Assassin's Creed 1. And, like, you know, I, uh... Either the game glitched or I missed one in the kingdom, the the open world that connected the other open world towns. Mm -hmm. And I got 99 out of 100 and didn't know where I fucked up or if the game fucked up and then had to give up and quit. That was a lot of time just uh, thrown in the toilet. Mm -hmm. I, uh, Bullshit. I was worried when I first started playing the game that it, because the first like thing you get to do for the side is radio towers. And it functions similar ways to most other open world games. You hit the tower, it shows you all the all the different things you can do in that district. That's like almost like a parody at this point. Yeah, it's like a Far Cry 3 <laughs> thing. Yeah. I think of Far Cry 3 popularized and Assassin's Creed and all them. Ubisoft games. Yeah, but and I was worried going into it because I was like, oh good, here's another Ubisoft thing. It takes you like maybe 30 minutes to activate all of them. It's because hard. of how fluid Ooh. and fast Sorry. you are it, if you get you just go zero in on it and just traverse the map and go get them it takes no time at all it seems like an afterthought it just seems like a thing to get you going which is fine it also allows you to take it a cool. step at a time without a million blips showing up 
on your map because you could just go to one district. That's that's true. You could just bit. go to this district, get all the backpacks, yeah, and, and only then like, go to the next one. There's only like yeah. two or three per district, and there's only about 10, 12 districts, so it's not that bad. How, how big is the map, you think? It's the entirety of Manhattan. Is it, like, accurate? The whole island, yes. It is very accurate. I, I've seen a lot of, uh... Well, yeah. But that's kind of like some of the fun stuff, because you can make the Marvel version of Manhattan. Yeah, that's exactly like, what Like, I was did. seeing, uh, like, you know, there's several Easter eggs in the game, and people are going to, like, actual locations in New York. I just didn't know how accurate it was. Like, the Ghost, the Ghostbusters firehouse is in New York, and it's in the game. And there's, like, graffiti of a ghost on the back of it. Like, they knew. <laughs> there's, yeah, like, cool exactly shit like that. There's so many little Easter eggs. People are discovering, like, little things, like, all the time. There's sad ones, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, the uh, the girl who was going to be proposed to came out and made a statement about that whole thing. Which, If anybody doesn't know, someone uh, contacted the... Was this Insomniac? Yeah insomniac and was like hey can i i want to propose to my girlfriend can you put a easter egg in the game asking her if she'll marry me in spider-man and then like she broke up with him and got together with his brother before the game even came out apparently the brother thing is untrue okay it's what she i've said. been seeing that widely reported yeah she said she came out and said like no i at no point was I is that something that he brother. said I think it's something that he thought because they were close uh, well because he's probably a nerd that's possible I mean he did nerd. like try to ask his girlfriend to marry him through yeah. a video game apparently she doesn't even like video games which is also the hilarious that's thing uh part. that's a that's because, a very misguided thing to do right this will get her to like video games <laughs> come on man don't don't put your proposal in a video game if your girlfriend doesn't even like video games uh, yeah. Do something your girlfriend likes. You want to impress her. Or, like, if you don't even, you know, if you don't share enough of the same interests to actually, like, be in a good relationship where you can talk about things, maybe you don't ask her to marry you. Yeah, that, that'll also work. Jesus. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, they were completely different. But, I mean, that's, you know, bad relationships happen all the time and it happens to everybody. But she came out and she said all that. She basically said that yeah, our relationship just fell apart. Uh, we weren't we weren't on the same page anymore. We started dating when we were real young. Yada yada yada. And at the end, she was like, "No, I am not not with his brother. His his brother wanted to make sure I was okay after everything was over. We became close friends. We are just friends." Okay. Okay. It's like all right, good. It's not. It's less weird. And now it's just sad. Well, speaking of a good Easter egg in this game, uh, I saw that. So there's that famous uh, statue of a bull on Wall Street. And they did want it to be that bull. But I guess there's some kind of like... Like, I don't know about like if copyrights or whatever that they couldn't do it. Yeah. So they made it Lockjaw, the Inhumans dog. Which oh is my God. the best. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, rest in peace, Lockjaw, actually. Comics are fucking awful. <laughs> He's dead now. <laughs> rip <laughs> i but mean yeah. one of my favorite writers killed him fuck you donny cates piece of shit fight him <laughs> i won't fight him he's writing the best comic right now venom oh it's, yeah, yeah it's okay. better than watch yeah no, no no don't fight him yeah that's spider-man i like it a lot everybody will probably like it a lot go play it uh okay can you give me 60 dollars please and i'll go play it justin no instead watch more episodes of better call Saul. tell me about it 
Oh, that's a good, that's a good transition. <laughs> well, you are not the one that should be telling people to watch more episodes of Better Call Saul, my yeah, I'm, guy. I'm two seasons behind, technically, because I haven't started season three yet. You loser. It's on Netflix. Please start, because there's a... I don't know. I don't want to get too into it. Because talking about the fourth season is going to be weird without you seeing the third. And I know that's weird to say because we're talking about a prequel, but... Well, no. You, I understand like the story developments and stuff like well, that. Well, that was part of what going. I was going to talk about about Better Call Saul anyway, is that it's like a good take on a prequel. But, but something happens at the end of the third season that's going to impact the rest of the show going forward. And I, it makes it so I can't talk about literally anything <laughs> in the fourth season. Maybe, like, things here and there. Uh, I assume you know that Gus is in the show yeah, by now. Yeah, that was he, all over he the He appears news. in, I think, the second episode of the third season. Uh, fucking Vince Fring is a madman, and he literally... Vince Fring? What the fuck? Vince, uh... What the hell is his name? I just think Vince... Because I th- the Bravo Vince meme. <laughs> I only know one Vince, and it's Vince Lombardi, baby. Yeah, it's Vince Offer, the creator of Breaking Bad. It's Vince Gilligan, isn't it? It, it is, yes. Okay. God, I said Vince Fring, like Gus Fring. Because the Easter egg they did with the, the season two episode titles all start with letters that, when organized a completely different way spell frings back and i saw that on like reddit and i was like fuck off that's fucking stupid you just organize the episodes in a completely different order to make it say that there's no reason and then vince was like oh no i did that on purpose (laughs) i was like you motherfucker (laughs) fucking liar he yeah lying we're getting to the point where everyone from breaking bad's gonna show up though it can't go on much longer without them not showing up, because we're getting close to Jimmy McGill just straight up being Saul Goodman. It's happening. It's coming. There's a lot of there's an actual amount of time, like probably a year before it can happen, but we'll see. It's probably season five. We're gonna actually literally see Brian Cranston in this show, maybe just for a minute, and that's fine because it's not his show, not anymore. It's a different show. It's the Saul Goodman show. And that's fine. But he's part of it. He's part of the universe. God. I was thinking, like... When it when this is all over, someone should make, like, a chronological edit of both series. That'd be pretty neat. Oh, yeah, because there's, like... There's lots of time jumping around, too. A lot of flashbacks, flash forwards. There was just one in the last episode that took place, like, before the majority of the series. I don't think it would be the the earliest clip because I think there's stuff with Jimmy as a child. I don't think there's anything with Walt as a child, which would technically take place before. But I think the yeah, oldest, I think the farthest we go back into the timeline is that. Actually, there might be a scene that might take place even before that that happened this season. Or maybe not. But what I was going to say about it is it's it's an example of a way to make a prequel interesting. Because when they first announced Better Call Saul, I was like, 
not not hype at all. What were you feeling when they first announced it? I was kind of just like, eh, about it. I was intrigued. I was like, this could be good. Well, yeah. I mean, it still had everybody from Breaking Bad, right? I just thought it was a bad idea to make anything after it because Breaking Bad was, like, perfect. Like, you don't want to touch it. But, obviously, I watched it when it came out. I'm not, like, a weirdo. I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And then it ended up being, like... The best way to make a prequel is to make the audience ask a question about, okay, well, if you're telling me this happened before, then how does it lead to this that we know happens? Instead of answering questions about just like Easter eggy things, which there is that here and there. Pose a new question to the audience that is going to be on their minds every single episode of this show. And they did. Because they introduced us to Saul, but he's not Saul. He's a way nicer person <laughs> named Jimmy McGill, who is sympathetic to the audience for the most part, which is not Saul Goodman. How does he get to that point? That's an interesting concept to explore. And season four is probably the best yet. There's been, like, so many just little subtle moments that I'm just like, that's brilliant, John the floor, amazing shit. It's not like Breaking Bad. It's getting close to being like it. But it's it's not like Breaking Bad where every episode ends with, like, a holy shit, I can't believe they just did that cliffhanger. But it doesn't have to. There, are, there have certainly been moments. It's getting closer to that, to just being that world now. Because as Jimmy gets closer to it, it oh, which yeah, makes sense, which makes sense. Is it going to be five seasons, you think? I think it's going to be six. Six? Okay. Breaking Bad was five, but if you remember, they did that stupid thing where it was like eight episodes and then eight episodes. Yeah. So it's basically like six seasons because they were very different seasons. Like separated by a cliffhanger that is like a good definitive end point. Hank on the toilet for a year. Remember? That was the craziest <sighs> shit. Remember when Hank was on the toilet for a year? <laughs> Tell you Jesus. What, man, probably has no feeling left <laughs> in his legs. Well, no, because he's dead. <laughs> Spoilers what? for a show from uh, 2013. I'm sorry. What? <sighs> what? Well, preface in the description that there's spoilers for Breaking Bad because I just yelled one. But whatever, I don't care. I think everybody knows everything that happened in Breaking Bad by now. Yeah, probably. They should. It's one of the best fucking goddamn TV shows ever made. But yeah, Better Call Saul good. Who would have thought? <laughs> Man, they've been getting into... Uh, speaking of questions I didn't know to ask, uh, this season, this is one of the things I, I feel confident that I can just tell you about. Because I don't know if it has any real bearing on the plot. It's just cool. So, Gus has that super lab that Walt starts to work at in season, like, three or four. It's a season three into season four. It's underneath the laundromat. <laughs> or, like, an industrial laundromat. Uh, how did he get that there? Because it's pretty big. Uh, th- this season of Better Call Saul goes into that question. <laughs> yes. How does, like... How does Gus build this big-ass, super-ass lab 
underneath this industrial laundromat place. Uh, it's a question I didn't know to ask. I just took it at face value. And it still works if you just take it at face value. But now that I know it's a question to ask, I'm like, okay. I kind of want to see the story of how they make it. Because they've been making it really interesting, actually. It's the weird thing about Better Call Saul is it's two shows. It's Jimmy and his transformation into Saul. But it's also like half, or maybe at least like one-third about Mike. Which is fine, because he's a character deserving of a lot of backstory, too. And he didn't have that much in Breaking Bad. So, I don't know. I highly recommend it. It's probably my favorite show every time it comes back on. Including everything else. Much better than The Walking Dead. What? Throw it in the pit. What? <laughs> Walking Dead's bad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Fear hasn't been getting much better either. It's, uh, it's a show. Everybody's separated. We... I hope they get together again. We. You know what else wants to separate? Stockholders from Elon Musk after he almost smoked weed, but really didn't. <laughs> oh, was it fake? No, no, he just, uh... So, alright, let me get some backstory. Uh, okay, what? Well, well, most man. of you have probably heard about this for now, but I just want to talk about it because I find it fucking hilarious. Uh, Elon Musk, we're on Joe Rogan podcast. Joe Rogan, big pot boy, likes the potty pot, likes to smoke the smoky <laughs> smoke, right? Big pot pot boy. Big potty pot. Yeah. He's he's a big old pot. I he mean, likes his pot. Shiny... He likes his pot. He likes his pot. He got that shiny head. It's literally a pot. And <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan is a pot. Yes. Okay. Like like the ceramic pot. But also like the marijuana leaf. That's his arms. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I so, mean, whatever. Okay, so Elon Musk was on his show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 I'm sure they had an enlightening libertarian-ass conversation. Uh, I didn't even listen to that. <laughs> I did not care to watch it. I just know the meme where he's smoking the blunt. That's all that matters is like a good good 45-second clip of what breaks down here. Is <laughs> Joe Rogan goes and lights up a uh, little, little joiny joint that's a combination of tobacco and marijuana. They're called a specific thing, but I forget because I don't smoke weed. And okay, then he. Uh, I know the name for it. It's just on. I just can't remember it right now. If you remember, you go ahead and say it. But then he, uh, he takes, he, he lights up, takes a hit of it, and then Elon Musk like bedazzles like Is that weed. And Joe Rogan like yeah. And Elon like. Okay. Well, the Joe Rogan first is like, you want you want a hit of it, and Elon like. No, maybe not. You're really like, yeah, probably stockholders and shit, right? And then you're like, is it legal? And Joe Rogan like, yeah, in California, yeah, legal. Did yeah. Elon take the thing? And then he goes and takes his hit, right? Now, if you've ever smoked anything in your life besides a cigar, cigar's the only thing you, you don't do this with. When you take a hit, you're supposed to inhale the smoke and then blow it out, Right? That way it actually makes contact with your lungs and shit. Sure. And it and it gives you the the drug that you're looking for. He tried not to Elon inhale. Elon does he not inhale the... a fucking bit of it. He takes like... Do you think he did that on purpose? No. 
Oh, okay. I bet you thought he was smoking weed. No, I thought it was going to be like one of those memes where like, you know, like you find out like a president or a senator smoked weed and they're like, I did not inhale though. I'm like, okay. Yeah, sure, bitch. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> but no, no, I think he literally just didn't know. He just like took a short hit of it and then just blew the smoke straight out, which was funny. So basically he, he really didn't even smoke weed. Let's be straight here. It might be called a spliff. It is a spliff. Okay. You're right. Yeah, it's I a spliff. looked it up. I just typed tobacco with weed on Google. <laughs> tobacco with weed. No, man, the FBI is looking at you now. Oh, what the fuck? I have worse searches a, than that. You're on another FBI watch list. I looked list. up who directed Halloween 4. I'm on a watch list for that. You're probably going to die. Who knows? Who cares about this information? We have to go find out what this dude's up to. So anyway... That happens, okay? It's really funny, really memeable, his face he has afterwards, because clearly he hates it. Yeah. Because he's, he's too much of a good boy. So. Oh, yeah, sure. Goes on the internet. He's a good two-shoes boy. Anyway. That that's makes more sense. He accuses sure. other people of being pedophiles. <laughs> what, goes, what a meme of a human. He is. So it goes on the internet, huge meme, all that shit. Uh, stockholders see it, and then his stock drops. Tesla stock ends up dropping because he didn't really smoke weed. I, I will say that that part's dumb. It's really it, stupid. It's dumb for hit, for people to freak out over him smoking weed as if that represents anything. him being a bad person. It represents it anything at all. It's the, the stigma around weed in this country is that's still around after all this time. Of people just smoking weed out in the fucking open. Do you think Snoop by himself would have changed the law by now? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he sure is trying. He's been trying for you like know? the better better part of twenty years. Yeah. I don't, yeah, the, the, it's 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 dumb and like, you know it's the, the stupidest pearl clutchiest way to respond to that. I I do understand people being mad at Elon Musk himself though. As a human being. Oh yeah, because he's well, he's a trash boat. Yeah, and and it's it's wrong that he is like okay with you know, haha, I'll smoke weed on your podcast, lol, and then like harshly penalizes people who smoke weed for his company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tesla yeah. employees get fired for they get drug tested, and they get fired if they have weed in their system. Uh, Elon Musk, it's time to step up. If you just smoke weed, you either should lift that ban or fire yourself. Well, he ain't doing that. You broke your policy. Go ahead and pick one, Elon. He probably ain't doing either, because he's a little fucking pussy bitch boy. He's such a pussy bitch boy that he ain't even listening to this he podcast He ain't even inhale the right fucking now. weed! He ain't even listening to this podcast. Inhale, you little bitch. <laughs> inhale the weed. Get some spliff in ya. Get a little high. It's funny. I used to really enjoy getting high, making YouTube poops. It was a good time. <laughs> I know. I didn't get high, but I helped you make them. Which might say more about my psyche than yours. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, who knows? Uh, if you want to watch our YouTube poops. Uh, Don't! I'm just kidding. I'm not saying. <laughs> Let's just forget that era. Oh, There's Lord. tons of great quality YouTube poops, but they are not ours. Suffice to say. Not a single one. There are some funny jokes, but God, that's the problem with YouTube poops is you make like 10 minutes of content and two minutes of it are funny. Maybe. Right. <laughs> so Elon Musk will never listen to this podcast I'm calling you out. You need to do one or the other. You got to fire you yourself. 
buy yourself or lift or lift the drug tested bullshit okay. in Tesla. Those are you. You also have the third option of throwing yourself in the pit. I'll do it for you. No, no, no he doesn't. He. He literally, when he accused somebody of being a pedophile without any kind of facts. <laughs> just, you're a pedophile, And this, this dude. dude who just, like, helped a bunch of fucking kids get out of a, like, completely washed out cave and they were going to die. I don't know, man. Must mean he's a pedophile, um, man. He walked himself into the pit. I didn't even have to throw him. He just waltzed right in. He was just walking, talking, stepped right into the pit? Yeah, he just fell right in. He, he tweeted himself into the pit. All right, fair. Elon Musk, you're a piece of shit. Let's fight. <laughs> the the new uh logan paul versus ksi is no, now it's not, no i'm gonna get boxing we're gonna street fight dude meet me outside meet me at the back parking lot of the middle school by me <laughs> oh yeah he knows where that is he knows i'm sure he does he doesn't even know how to smoke weed he doesn't know where that is <laughs> uh well speaking of drugs <laughs> hey <laughs> so this uh news story kind of broke uh today You'll be listening to it way after. Uh, it's not big news. It's not important news. But goddamn, is it funny. Paul McCartney, the legendary uh, dead since the 60s Beatle, uh, <laughs> has, uh, did a, has a new album coming out called uh, fucking Egypt or something. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Egypt Station. <laughs> Egypt Station? Yeah. Uh, I, the lead single from it is called Fuh You. Yeah, I know that one, but Egypt Station? <laughs> I think what does that mean? It's a station in Egypt, bruh. Thanks! Uh, it's probably better than uh, Yoko Ono's newest solo work. Warzone! Warzone! Go listen to Warzone by Yoko Ono. Uh, it's, a, it's the funniest song of the year, for sure. Yeah, it's Egypt Station. <laughs> Oh, uh, I didn't know this. Uh, an article just popped up that Paul McCartney declined Kanye West's offer to produce it. To produce Egypt Station. Uh, wild. I didn't even know that was a thing. But uh, anyway, so... Paul McCartney does an interview with GQ. <laughs> uh, and for some reason they're asking him, like, previous, like, like sexual history about him and the Beatles and uh, uh, fun stuff has come to light folks uh, here we go we got some McCartney uh, quotes uh, let's see was over at John's house and it was just a group of us and instead of just getting roaring drunk and partying I don't even know if we were staying over or anything we were all just in these chairs and the lights were out and somebody's starting masturbating so we all did so I want you to picture Paul McCartney John Lennon a couple other famous people I don't know let's just pluck names out of the air who do you want to be in this circle Justin because uh, it happened. You could just imagine people. I want Bob Dylan in on this. I would say George right. Thorogood. <laughs> is that, that's not even the era, is it? No, but he was alive. That's fine. <laughs> it's George Thorogood. He there. He's fucking bad to the bone when he's getting down with his bone. You know what I'm saying? Great joke. How hilarious. You made wow. the joke. You made the fucking joke. <laughs> yeah, but like, I still recognized it as bad. So I'd probably like Bob Bob Dylan and like uh I think definitely Bob Roger Dylan. Roger Daughtry. <laughs> like, 
Do you think he makes like the noises he makes when he's singing Who songs when he comes? <laughs> yeah, that man's got a voice. You know, he's doing something. Uh, oh no! So all right. Uh, apparently, there'd be like about five of them. This might have only happened once. Paul's memory is spotty. Who knows why that is? <laughs> uh, so basically, what they would do, and this is kind of whack. I've never been in a circle jerk before. I don't know what the standard practice is, but I guess this is what they did in the 60s without porn. Uh, There's porn in the 60s. <laughs> this, I, then why were they doing this, for fuck's sake? Also, they were the Beatles anyway. They could have just been fucking. <laughs> but whatever. They decided to do this. They're uh, Sure. So they're all in their chairs in the dark. Nobody can see each other. And then someone just shouts out, like, a name. And they masturbate to that name. So, like, according to John, I mean, McCartney, sorry. John can't give quotes to GQ right now. Really? Uh, <laughs> we were just, Bridget Bardot, woo, McCartney says. And then everyone would thrash a bit more. <laughs> this is the quote. He's called it thrashing. He called it, <laughs> that's. British people are fun. <laughs> Let me thrash around my coat. I, didn't, I never thought about thrash metal in this context, but now I'm going to. You're going to go home and thrash your cock later? <laughs> Metallica's my favorite thrash. My favorite thrashers of the 80s. <laughs> Alright, so this would go on until one of them uh, decided to interrupt it, I guess. And I guess this would usually be John. I say usually, even though this probably only happened like once or twice. It could have happened every day. To be fair. Nobody knows. <laughs> LSD is fun. It's how they warmed up. <laughs> So, like, yeah, this is McCartney. I think it was John sort of said, Winston Churchill! Uh, and then he, like, acted all, like, on the in, during the interview. Like, like he yelled Winston Churchill for everybody to jerk off to. <laughs> and, uh... That is... This is, I hope it uh, ruined everybody's God, day. It, I don't understand how he talks about sex. He says there weren't really any orgies, to my knowledge. There were sexual encounters of the celestial kind. And there were groupies. What does sexual encounters of the celestial kind mean? Uh, they got really fucking high. <laughs> and had sex. It's a mind fuck. Celestial. <laughs> That, that's all that mm. sounds like to me. That's exactly what so, that sounds uh, among, like. So, amongst... This story is the funniest one. Just... Beatles all fapping together. It's hilarious. But there's several other ones. There's one that uh, Paul cannot confirm nor deny. But, uh... When the Beatles were a band in the early days, they used to all live together. And there was bunk beds and maybe some other beds. And sometimes... One of the lads would come home with a girl and then just go under a sheet. And uh, there is a rumor or a story that has become legend that George Harrison lost his virginity under the bed, under the sheet one night in a bunk bed. And then when he was done, because everybody could hear him fucking, uh, everyone clapped. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. And Paul is like, I don't fucking know. I don't remember, but I'd like to think it's true. Uh, that's basically what he said. I'm my, paraphrasing here. My friends here. would have done that for me. <laughs> Actually, in fact, I think they did when I told them I lost my virginity. They all clapped. But they weren't in the room as it happened, though. No, no. A little different. A little different. Uh, also, John Lennon confirmed cucked somebody. Uh, I know you've been waiting for confirmation <laughs> for this for years, <laughs> folks, but... 
according to Paul, uh, I remember there was someone in a club that he'd met, and they'd gone back to the house because the wife fancied John, wanted to have sex with him, so that happened. And John discovered the husband was watching. That was called, uh, quote-unquote, kinky in those days. <laughs> I guess it still is, because now it's a whole fetish, Sean, and Pornhub and everything. You just look that up. Uh, uh, kinky, Go ahead. Kinky in the 60s, cocking now. Mm. Now, now here's the main point I wanted to bring up. We got all these new memes, all these new stories from Paul McCartney. Not one of them mentions Ringo. I told you Ringo didn't didn't part- Ringo doesn't have a penis. <laughs> What's he have, Justin? Nothing. He has children. I'm pretty sure they were all made in tubes. Oh. That one's really talented. He learned. Yeah, he was made with a little bit of Keith Moon's DNA. He he was uh he was like I want to be a drummer. And his dad was like, I suck. You should learn from Keith Moon. <laughs> so he did. It's true. It happened. And now he's the drummer for The Who. Like, yeah. not a cover band. Like, The Who. It's it's awesome. Yeah, he's great. He's really good. I saw him live. He's awesome. He's a really excellent drummer. But, uh, I mean, no, no, Ringo got a penis. <laughs> well, he didn't use it often, I guess, because there's no stories about well, him Ringo fun. was 100% the most boring out of all of the Beatles. Let's be fair. Here. I don't know. Have you seen his MS Paint art? boring justin you haven't seen his ms paint art you would not call this man boring i don't know if you'd call him talented <laughs> but uh i don't know it's it's a fun time dude ms paint ms paint work is such a 2008 meme uh, yeah he still uses it <laughs> makes drawings uh god i don't know i i don't know the exact quotes but there's lots of quotes from him about him because they're really terrible awful ms paint drawings and uh he's like i don't really title my works but on the computer you gotta you gotta title them so i if it's a guy with a hat i'll title it man with hat <laughs> amazing he's he's a genius what, what, what a special man so i don't know that is a that is a news story with no bearing on anything serious but damn if it isn't funny oh it's amazing it's hilarious it's so fucking stupid <laughs> so uh Speaking of stupid. Oh, Halloween movies. We watch, we That's watched, right. Uh, we watch Halloween 4. Guys, it's been a while. We usually do these podcasts like immediately, like we record them immediately after we watch. Yeah, it's been almost a week. The one that just came out for with Halloween 3 in it. Uh, spoiler, which was a better movie. Uh, we, we just did the podcast right after it. And this one, it's been like a week. But, uh, I mean, I remember what happens because I, I could, you know, someone came up with it in five minutes. If uh, nobody's seen Halloween 4 before and you asked them what the plot was to Halloween 4 and just told them to guess, they'd probably get it right. No, because they would assume that Laurie Strode was in it because it's boring to not include her, which is what they did. Yes, yeah, so it's boring. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's boring, and I wouldn't even say I didn't enjoy it. it but the, officially, the franchise has crossed completely over into just camp and cheese and just stereotypes of horror. Completely. Completely crossed over to that now. And it might not come back until this October to actually being a good, successful, actually legitimate horror movie. <laughs> uh... But I can't say that I wasn't entertained by how stupid it was. There was lots of stupid shit in this movie that was fun. Uh, 
I was laughing at it when we watched it. Especially the stuff towards the end. But uh, your basic plot is the is in the title. It's called Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. And guess what? Guess who returns in this movie, Justin? Michael Myers has been on vacation. <laughs> now he's back. <laughs> he's been on vacation in uh, the hit, the great country of Coma. He was going to visit his, gr- his great friend, Lori Strode. And he found <laughs> yeah. out that she died years ago. He didn't even get to kill her. How fucking lame. But then How'd he she discovers die, she has a daughter. So now he wants to become friends with her. Quote on like 15 quotation marks around friends. <laughs> yeah, friends. Yeah, the basic plot is, Same you know. Same way I'm friends with you again. If, if we're going from the... The timeline, we're going from the timeline after Halloween 2. 3 is its own universe. This is a direct sequel to 2. And by direct, I mean nobody involved with 2 except for producers had anything to do with this movie. Except for Donald Pleasance. He's back as Dr. Loomis. But more on that in a second. So, 2 ended with uh, an explosion in the hospital. Uh, which set Michael Myers on fire, and then he burned to death and stopped moving. And uh, Loomis was in the middle of the explosion, so he exploded. Right? That's how that movie ended. Now he got boo-boo. It's revealed that he just got a boo-boo. He got a little boo-boo on his face. He just got some like little burns on his face. Uh, and then Michael, which is admittedly more plausible because he's like an evil paranormal being uh has just been in a coma and just been waiting for 10 years i guess uh that part's not plausible he would probably try to escape way earlier than that but when they're moving him of course in an ambulance to another location he escape and of course loomis knows what's up immediately he, he just keeps he's just like oh, i gotta go to haddonfield and find michael and of course, Michael does, does, you know, he's set in his ways, Michael Myers. He has to kill a mechanic first. He has to get the mechanic suit. He has to go to a Halloween store. He has to steal that mask that, you know, you probably can't find at a Halloween store because it's a mask of fucking William Shatner. That's not very common. But, uh, <laughs> he has to do all these things before he can really set about his business which is killing Laurie Strode's uh, daughter, I guess. His niece, if we're going from the canon of two, yeah. where they are siblings. You're taking the, uh... He's just, he just, he just trying to take the Hobbits to Isengard, man. What? Are you smoking that Elon Musk concoction <laughs> over there? No, I mean, obviously he always just keeps going back to Haddonfield every single time. Oh, well, it's because it's the formula. Great. And it's now the formula. And then Great. we're going to keep seeing this formula. You know, Michael Great. go to Haddonfield, kill a couple people that aren't main characters of movie. Loomis almost stop him, but like don't. And then like Loomis come back at end to try and stop him. And then there's like a twist zinger that leads into the next movie. Which we'll get into that in a bit. Because that is maybe one of the only interesting things about this movie. Yeah, except I already know that they don't like do much with it yeah that's that's the that's the real tragedy of it because the next one like we know michael myers is in so i guess we'll just get into it now the the movie ends with it's the only interesting part we might as well talk about it michael myers gets shot 
uh, 80 times and falls into a well. <laughs> and it is there that he remains, I guess. They, uh, they don't really go check on it. They're just like, is Michael down there? They, they don't really do that. They just they just leave it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Halloween movies are... It's right before that happens. Halloween movies are two for two on killing innocent people. Like, good guys killing innocent people and then ignoring it for Oh, the God. The oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I know. We'll kill Michael Myers. Boom, 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 boom. Fuck, it was just a child. <laughs> How did we tell? It was a different shape and everything. Uh, so, whatever. Michael Myers dies, and before he dies, he touches the hand of his niece. I forget her name. Her name's Niece. Okay. Niece girl. Uh, and I guess what we're supposed to assume from this, because she is immediately silent and gets taken home, Everything's fine. She didn't get killed by Michael Myers. He killed a lot of other people, but that's fine. You know, the little girl didn't get murdered. That's great. And then she kills her stepmom with a knife while dressed as a clown. A pair of scissors. Oh, with a pair of scissors? With a pair of scissors. That's right. That's right. Uh, in, in a scene that's exactly a ripoff. Yeah, it's supposed to exactly be a replica of what Mike Myers The very did. first scene in Halloween 1. Yeah. Well, he didn't kill his mom. He killed his sister. But but that's besides the point. It's just someone connected to the family. It's fine. Uh, and then Loomis runs upstairs and sees her holding the bloody scissors. And he's like, no, it, it, it transferred or whatever. I guess we're supposed to assume that whatever evil force is inside Michael Myers transferred to her before he died. Uh, however, the fifth one still has Michael Myers in it, so that's not nothing really is done with that. They probably set it up, and they were like, "Oh fuck, wait, we tried to make a Halloween movie without Michael Myers in it once already, and, it, <laughs> and nobody went to see it." I also don't know how successful they would be with a little kid as the murder. I think it'd be or, dope. It would be interesting. I just don't know how you how well it would fly. Fuck it, just have a bunch of hillbillies shooting the little girl all movie. That already and happened basically in up. this movie. They almost woulda. You know, those trigger-happy rednecks. That was my favorite aspect of this movie because it was fucking funny as hell. Because when Michael Myers gets to Haddonfield and he kills a couple people, uh, Loomis goes to the police station and he like, takes the, the main sheriff out to lurk, look for Michael. But Michael pulls a fast one and he just goes into police station and he just fucking kill all the cops. Just kills all of them. No cops. And just so there's no cops. Literally nobody to confront Michael Myers. So the townspeople are upset. And it's the townspeople of Haddonfield are just a bunch of uh, MAGA guys. <laughs> Basically, yes. Uh, I mean, it's the 80s and whatever. They probably voted for Reagan. Let's, let's not split hairs. Uh, they're, they're a bunch of gun nuts, and they're like, there's a killer on the loose, you ain't got no police force, you ain't telling us what to do, Sheriff, we're gonna go kill him. And, uh, instead of doing that, they just shoot a random person <laughs> to death. Uh, they do end up, uh, I guess, half-rescuing, uh, our sort of main character, who is, um, the actual daughter of, uh, 
our family unit here because uh, Lori's daughter is adopted by them. So it's their actual daughter. And she has to take care of her little sister and she's all like, Ugh, I'd rather go fuck my boyfriend, okay? This sucks. Like the whole movie. Until she finds out her boyfriend's cheating on her with the big boobs lady. Uh, man, them big boobs ladies. There's man. one in every Halloween movie. And uh, all of them, I don't remember their names because they're... Uh, it's all they're memorable for. Oops. Horror Oops. tropes. Uh, anywho, uh, the, the, the hillbilly guys like rescue them in their truck. But then all the hillbilly guys get murdered by Michael Myers because he's an expert at holding on to vehicles without anyone noticing he's there. And he kills them yeah, on how? a moving truck. Because he's a fucking badass, dude. You I can't every, stop Michael every Myers. Every movie, uh, Michael Myers uh, is... Shows that he's better at playing Metal Gear Solid than everybody else. <laughs> it gets more implausible with each successive movie. Uh, he he was so stealthy that he we didn't even see him in three. Amazing. Hey. Didn't even see him. Without him. <laughs> oh, it totally clearly. was. Clearly, the better move for this franchise, it, from a quality standpoint, not from a monetary one, uh, would have been to go the route that Halloween three set forth, which was everyone's different. Every Halloween 4 was supposed to be a ghost movie, I guess. And when it turned out that the, the producers were like, nah, let's bring back Michael Myers, even though you killed him, because that'll sell more. Uh, Carpenter and uh, Hill were like, fuck you, and left. And then they got uh, this great director. Uh, let's look up his name. Dwight H. Little? What else did he make? Oh boy, Justin, I'm glad you asked. Uh, born in Cleveland, Ohio, by the way. Uh, well, we're already off to a bad start. <laughs> now, I, I haven't found any evidence to support this, but it lists him as the uncredited director of Halloween 5, which came out in the immediate next year. They fast-tracked the fuck out of that. Did he take a suit? No, because there's an actual person that directed Halloween 5. I don't know if he directed parts of halloween 5 like maybe there's flashbacks or something. Oh, okay uh i think the game uh, the game he did make a game called ground zero texas i don't know what the fuck that is though i think the real we'll find out the real movie we got to look at in this guy's career his career defining movie isn't halloween 4 it's obviously free willy 2 the adventure home yeah <laughs> uh after that yes! After that uh, great movie, he seems to have just become a uh, TV guy, directing uh, episodes of, uh, you know, like maybe an episode of The X-Files, an uh, episode of uh, Law & Order, See Prison Break, in? 24, Criminal Minds, Castle Bones, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I guess, Arrow. You know, he's just a TV director. And, uh, you know, it's kind of uh, how a lot of these... Halloween directors that aren't John Carpenter or Rob Zombie uh, end up ending up. They direct this Halloween movie and they think it's going to be their big break. Turns out it's just another Halloween movie. And then they just, you know, direct episodes of CSI until they die. Uh, and that's the true horror movie here. Fitting in for somebody born in Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, he, he had a, you know... It's it is what it is. <laughs> you, you you have to 
work with what you got when you're born in Cleveland, I guess. I don't know. I, I can't even say that he did a particularly bad job in Halloween 4. It's mainly the script's fault, I'd say, just because the idea of bringing back Michael Myers is kind of uninteresting to start with. So you have to make the unplausible way that he comes back. You have to make it so Loomis is there, and that's unplausible. You have to invent new characters because i guess jamie lee curtis doesn't want to come back so it's just like uh her his her daughter and then uh, of course just like most halloween movies all the side characters are uninteresting and stupid uh and uh mainly just fodder for michael myers to murder in various ways uh my favorite though of the of the deaths in this movie was uh the boyfriend character for sure because Boy, what a useless cuck that guy was. <laughs> Go, he got sent to the attic. His entire arc is nothing but shameful. He's he's set up to be, you know, the boyfriend character to our main character. And then he's cheating on her immediately with Boob Lady. Uh, and he, he doesn't really, you know, he tries to defend his girl... That's not really his girl for like a minute from Michael Myers. He has a gun, and he's uh, backing away from him. Uh, I think he misses both shots on Michael, and then the gun is empty. And double uh, barrel shotgun, so he has to put yeah. the shells in. And then Michael just kill him. Yeah, well, he just stands there and he's like, "I'll get him." He's loading shell, trying to load the shells in the shotgun. He's shaking because he's a little bitch boy, and he's trying to get the fucking shells in. He's like, I'll get him, Mike. I'll get Michael. Not trying to back up or anything at all by himself. Just a few more seconds. I believe of time. he attempts to assault Mr. Myers, uh, and Mr. Myers doesn't take kindly to that and just throws him off the balcony. No, shoot him. Well, he missed those shots. So after that, he's trying to just punch Michael Myers, and Michael Myers is like, "Lol." <laughs> There's this entire like 15 second thing where he's trying to load new shells into this double barrel shotgun, and he's like being super slow because he's shaking his shit, and Michael Myers is just walking up to him. At any point, you could just back up and buy yourself more time. (laughs) You're faster than him. That's completely true. Uh, They, they, uh, are... Our heroes escape him by throwing shit down the stairs. Right. <laughs> and it crowds on the stairs, and Michael's like, fuck, I gotta walk over this shit. And then they go to the roof, and then Michael, of course, gets to the roof, but, like, it's not like he's, you know, going fast on the roof. He almost get him, but not quite. That was one of the better scenes of the movie, actually. Oh, the rooftop the, thing the was roof cool. scene. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. It was a good scene. I liked that. There's, there's flashes of, like, cool stuff in this movie. I think there's good set pieces. The fact that they're all locked in a house, hiding from Myers. But he's in the house. But he's in the house. It's it is fun. a good idea. Um, and and I liked some of the other locations, like when Loomis first, first encounters Michael earlier in the movie at that uh, gas station and uh, corner store or whatever combo. And just everything is just fucked up. And he even sees Myers and like tries to talk to him and... Myers just gets away and blows up the whole place, I guess. <laughs> Myers has become an action hero. He blows stuff up and walks away from it. Uh, he definitely uh, received an upgrade in this movie with uh, in terms of what he's able to do. Yeah, he didn't uh, just walk and stab and choke. Yeah. Oh, I see, okay. So I was getting my favorite kill mixed up with the boyfriend character. Because I, I loved seeing him go because he was a piece of shit. But there was a side cop character. 
who had a gun and Myers took the gun from him. And for a second, I was like, oh my God, Michael's aiming a gun at someone. Is he going to kill somebody by shooting them? But Michael doesn't know how to shoot. Michael only knows how to stab. So he stabs the guy with the gun into the wall. That's dope. <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense, but I'm glad it happened. Enough force, dude. <laughs> strong man. Big boy, strong man. Good arms, good yeah. bones, drink a lot of milk. <laughs> Michael Myers is swole, okay? That might not be true until the Rob Zombie one. He, he, he's swole, but he definitely skipped leg day. That's why I'm saying in the Rob Zombie ones, he's, uh, he's what's his name? Uh, Tyler Maine, who's a, uh, a wrestler man who was Sabretooth in the X-Men movies. He's a pretty big dude. Uh, I don't think he's a good actor because no. he was, he played Michael Myers in Rob Zombie's Halloween and he was Sabretooth in X-Men 1. That's not a great resume. On top of that, you're a wrestler. So, you know, how many of those go on to have very successful careers? Maybe just, like two. Just a couple. Yeah, it's literally just a couple. <laughs> it just might literally be The Rock and Batista. And that might be it. Man, John Cena's getting into acting. Is it good? No. Oh, yeah, The Marine. My favorite film. <laughs> no, he's, he's been doing, like, comedies, actually, lately. I think that's a better option for it, him. It's working for him. I mean, like, it's not like wrestlers are bad actors. They're just bad dramatic actors. This is... Th- that's kind of what I'm getting at. I'm not saying that, like, Tyler Mayne is bad. Just, they're acting I just the wouldn't shit. make him be the lead in a movie or nothing. And no. that's kind of a problem. We'll see how they handle it in those movies when we get to them. Yeah, I don't remember much about them at all. It's been as a long far time. as this movie, I do feel like it had some pluses. It it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but yeah, I not, thought it was going to be very bad. Yeah, we're not into the pure shit yet. We got uh these next two are apparently really fucking bad. So get yourself well, ready for that. Uh, we have two different kind of weird production tales because this one they rushed in the theaters because they were you know I guess Halloween four ended up being really successful. So they rushed five into theaters immediately the next year. But you may notice the timeline it takes for Halloween 6 to come out is like six or seven years. It takes them forever to release six after five. And the reason is they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. There's two different cuts of Halloween 6. There's the famous or infamous, I should say, producer's cut. Uh... I, I don't know which is worse. I, I don't really say see anyone saying like, oh, this version of the movie is good. I mainly see people saying, this version is better than this one, but it's still Halloween 6. Like, that's not good. <laughs> but I'm curious to see what the difference is. We have the theatrical version. When it comes time to do Halloween 6, I'm going to watch some material. From the producer's cut on my own before yeah, we, we do clips, before we do the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I at least have the ending saved on my YouTube account so that we can watch it when it happens because that's very different. Apparently, I'm pretty sure the theatrical ending of that is Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah, beats Michael Myers to death with a pipe. Get him, Paul. What a fucking G. Uh, Good dude, that Paul Rudd. If we were ranking these movies, it would go one, two, three, four, right? Nothing uh, nothing spectacular yet, huh? Yep. Hopefully, that won't be the case the whole time. I feel like when we finally finish this... Uh, I feel like H2O probably ends up better than 5. Hopefully. I think when we finally finish this ride, we're going to have a whole Halloween episode. What do you think? 
Because I got... Where we sit there and rank them? I think we should rank several subjects, because I have some ideas. Okay, yeah, I'm in. Uh, just, you know, we got, t- we got 11 movies, and we could rank multiple subjects. Uh, one of the ones that I would like to, and, I, and I'll keep discussing it as we do episodes. I think I have so far. There was no Michael Myers in 3, but I was going to rank Michael Myers as, as, like, a performance, I guess, and as a look. This is bottom of the barrel so far. Uh, he does get an opportunity to do a lot more, but goddamn Michael Myers looks bad in this movie. The mask is a little too clean. It's brand new is why. A l- yeah. It from a store. While I understand this, it looks goofy. The one in Halloween 1 was supposed to be brand new, and it still looked far better than this one. I'd say Halloween 2, as far as Michael Myers goes, is number one in this regard. I like the more weathered look of the mask, and I like the mannerisms of the performance in 2 more than 1. Not that 1 is bad. They're both pretty close. I'd go two, one, four, and then three doesn't have Myers in it. <laughs> so it's, doesn't it, it doesn't get ranked. I, what can you say? I, I don't know. It's I, trash, just like this podcast. That hurts my soul, though. That hurts my soul. Deep in my soul and deep in my hole. It hurts if me. If people want to tell you, you how much that. they hate this podcast, where do they reach you? On What's what's your Twitter? Oh, uh, my Twitter is at Genhart. That's G E N H A R T, all caps, and that's in all caps. If you wanna uh, just uh, say at Genhart all caps, fuck yourself. I'll uh, I'll respond to you. Uh, hit up my Patreon that doesn't exist. Uh, I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it right now. I'm gonna follow your instructions. You said. Yeah, at it's Genhart uh, all caps. Yeah, sure. It's at Genhart all caps, and you're gonna say uh, "fuck yourself." Fuck yourself. All right. Wow, we got some uh, sponsored content. That's great. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter. <laughs> you if could you, uh, want to be just like mainly I'm gonna be tweeting about the Packers for like the next like six months. Yeah, football's back. Uh, check out uh, the better podcast that Jusby's in, uh, Football After Dark. Yep. Fad uh, Pod. F-A-D-P-O-D. You look on Twitter. It's there. That's also a link for my personal Twitter, at mm-hmm. your boy Jusby. I show up occasionally. I also like football. I'm just not very knowledgeable about it. Uh, you also find our Twitter ads in the description of this episode. Uh, but yeah, we have another podcast, Football After Dark. Go check it out. It's great. If you like football, we, you know, I have three great, really interesting people talk about football with me we're all very different and we all have really good conversations mm. um we also have a little if you like fantasy football we have a little just a little half hour like one-off fantasy episodes every week talking about things that happen in fantasy recommendations for lineups waiver pickups stuff like that Ooh. just to help people get along with their fantasy season i wasn't aware you were gonna do that there there were on episode two of that already That's, cool cool dude yeah. i'm gonna start listening to that podcast <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're a little bite-sized. You want something that's bite-sized, a little bit of fantasy advice. They're only 30 minutes long. They're on the Football After Dark accounts. So if you go find it on, like, Google Play iTunes, they're in there as well. They're they're counted as episodes of Football After Dark. Oh, yeah. Market that podcast, Just Be. Yeah, I'm going to market the shit out of it. I, I'm really proud of it. It actually gets less market views in this market. podcast, which is funny. Yeah, I think that's because we put, like, stuff like Alex Jones in the title of the episode. Like, this one we should just title, like, we're going to have, like, Elon Musk in the title, probably. 
and it's just going to get clicks because of that. And I'm okay with that. Let's exploit that for views. (laughs) (laughs) I have no shame. Fuck it. Uh, Yeah, but sure, sure, check out Fat Pot is great. Uh, I was listening to the episode earlier. I liked your guys' Stone Cold (laughs) Steve Austin thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a lot of fun. That was really fun. Speaking of wrestling. That was really fun to do. Uh, Fucking, I'm really, really, really proud of it. Oh, also, speaking of Fat Pot, uh, it's Matthew Dustman's birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Matt Dustman. He's my co host of Football After Dark. He's a great guy. When we record this, his it's birthday his birthday. Is, uh, I wanted to make the joke on the on the po- on that podcast, but we're a little. This one has less shame. Go yeah, ahead yeah, and make um, that joke, yeah, yeah, Matt. When Matt turned, I think it was twelve years old. I don't know, that sounds a little too old. Maybe eight. I'd say seven or eight. Probably. I know. I think you said he was. Yeah, I think you said he was seven. And little old seven-year-old Matt Dustman. His birthday caused nine eleven. <laughs> Well, you know, that's one way of looking at it. <laughs> but uh, there might be some other factors that caused 9-11. We're I'm not like sure. George Bush? Yes. 